A quick content note here before we begin this episode of What Am I Rolling? This episode's one-shot, 39 Dark, is a political sci-fi themed game meant for two players. As such, we'll be exploring and touching various political themes which some listeners may find uncomfortable. For context, we recorded this one-shot back in 2020, during the UK's first lockdown, where things weren't great, politically speaking, for us. Not as bad as recent UK political news for sure, but still not great. Other content warnings for this one-shot include politically motivated violence, oppression, death, grief, and police brutality. If you're not in a good headspace and you want to avoid any or all of these topics, please feel free to skip any or all of this one-shot. Thanks again, and stay safe, my friends. Hello and welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friend David for 39 Dark, a sci-fi political role-playing game about political freedom and standing up for what's right. Written by Tim C. Copan and published by TCK Roleplaying, 39 Dark is a standalone tabletop role-playing game designed specifically for two players. One player will take on the role of the saviour of the Mars Colony Resistance Movement, 39 Dark. The other will be responsible for all the various problems that are pressing down on the citizens of Mars. The object of the game is to tell a meaningful story about the saviour's attempt to change Mars Colony for the better, and to cope with their own sense of self-worth in the face of mounting violence and political backlash. At its core, 39 Dark is a tense role-playing game that allows the players to explore modern, real-world political themes without sacrificing the fun of an RPG experience. You can buy 39 Dark and download game resources on the TCK Roleplaying website. That's www.tckroleplaying.com. I'll add links to it on the One My Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. concept of 39 Dark may sound very familiar to long-time listeners of this podcast. This RPG is actually a sequel to Tim C. Copan's 2010 game, Mars Colony, which we have played on this podcast. Episodes 53 and 54 if you're interested. Whilst you don't need to listen to our actual play of Mars Colony to understand this sequel story, many of the mechanics are similar, and both David and I do make the odd reference to that game, as we both thoroughly enjoyed it when we played it. If you fancy listening to that first, I've put links to both those episodes in the detailed show notes. So, here's how 39 Dark works. As we've said, 39 Dark is designed for two players. One player, called the Saviour, takes on the role of the story's main character, Lane Novak. Lane is the new leader of an upcoming protest movement, 39 Dark. They are tasked with bringing about significant change on Mars, especially at the governmental level. In addition, Lane must cope with the fact that the government and people of Mars will actively resist change and label them a traitor. Lane will face failure, their own feelings of inadequacy and imposter syndrome as a leader, and the possible futility of 39 Dark's efforts. They will also face a choice between peaceful protest at the cost of efficiency and more violent action at the cost of lives. Their position is tenuous, daunting, and, above all, 
emotionally devastating. The other player, called the Governor, is in charge of all the other characters. These include 39 Dark members, government officials, peacekeepers, Earth citizens, and so on. The object of the game is to tell a meaningful story about Lane Novak's attempt to change Mars Colony for the better, and cope with their own sense of self-worth in the face of mounting violence and political backlash. The story takes place as a series of scenes during which Lane learns of impending or ongoing effects by the colony government to further oppress its citizens. Lane will then implement a plan to achieve an agenda designed by 39 Dark to alleviate the oppression. The other characters in the story exist to help or hinder Lane. They act independently as individuals with their own motives and goals. They may or may not value 39 Dark's or Mars Citizen's best interests. When Lane's plans work, they will help empower the citizens towards self-government. When they fail, Lane will have to choose between facing the consequences of their failure, including the sacrifice of their reputation and followers, or feeding the people false hope in the name of a better future. Too much false hope, however, will lead to disillusionment and accusations of treason. If Lane is not careful, they will face arrest, exile, or even execution. The players will take turns setting scenes. During each scene, they will move the story along by describing any action, conflict, or dialogue that is taking place. When one scene ends, another begins. After nine attempts to achieve 39 Dark's agendas, the game ends. The players will take stock of what Lane has accomplished and decide if 39 Dark will blossom into a successful movement, bringing greater freedom to the people, or die out as a fringe group bent on naive goals or even treasonous methods. They will also decide if Lane becomes a hero of the people or exits in disgrace. As 39 Dark breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I'll go through each section before each part of the one-shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, let's start with setting up and creating anger cards. Step 1. Creating anger cards. Each player takes three bits of paper or index cards, and on each one, will privately write one thing that angers them about their real-life government. When creating anger cards, players must think in terms of policies, laws, social norms, and conventions they would like to see changed. Once written, the players will each randomly turn over one of their cards and show the other player. The remaining cards are then shuffled and placed together in a common deck, which will be used for inspiration during gameplay. So, the first thing we're going to do is create anger cards. Now, obviously, you and I aren't in the same room. <laughs> that might be somewhat of a uh, sticking point. I thought instead of sharing a document and stuff like that, I was going to just write it on some piece of paper, my ones, and yeah. if you've got paper on your one, and then we'll just shuffle it around, and then on three, we'll hold up one. So essentially, it's, what is it? We take three index cards or bits of paper, write one thing that angers us about the government or, or, or whatever, and we pick one each is the answer. Okay. Randomly. Okay, I'm going to find a pen. Good start, David. Thanks. So when creating anger cards, think in terms of policies, laws, social norms, and conventions that you would like to see changed. Okay. 
I mean, it's an interesting time, David, to be doing this. As you said, it was interesting the last time when we were dealing with the... The election uh, of Boris. Yeah. And, and now, the whole Trump way of politics. Yeah, and now it's a, it's a weird dystopian future we're in. <laughs> there is a subreddit called A Boring Dystopia, and yeah, it's just <laughs> accurate. Mm. How many do we need? These four, right? Uh, three each. And then oh, okay. we, sh- we each shuffle our own packs and then pick one and we'll read it out. So, Although I wonder if we'll just be very similar. <laughs> like... Probably just like the same thing. Um... Unless one, I go with my third option of what do I not like about things lately? Ugh, Fiona. <gasps> but I'm not part of government. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that exactly what you want me to think? <gasps> All right. Uh, shuffle them. Right, you pick one, so you go first, and read out what it is. Okay. The wealthy citizens being prioritised. Ooh, that's good. I like that one. All right, so keep that to one side and place okay. your other two into another pile in case we need them for later. Groovy. Done. I'm going to pick this one. Oh, look at that. Constantly shifting blame, slash not taking responsibility, slash fake apologies, i.e. pretty Patel. <laughs> Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is just more for um, inspiration to help us with the game. I see where this, this is already going. This is good. Step two, choose fringe groups and create factions. Together, the players choose four fringe political movements that currently exist or whose influence is still felt today. Good sources of inspiration would be fractured organisations, culturally oppressed but organised minority groups, protest movements, internet-based alliances, and so on, always with a definite agenda or political point of view. The players may choose any group from around the globe, but at least one player should have a passing familiarity with the group's personality and typical methods for carrying out a plan. The governor then writes down the four chosen organisations in the four corner boxes of the faction map where they are labelled fringe group. Where the boxes are labelled agenda and methodology, the governor then writes two to three phrases summarising the actual fringe group's goals and methods. These notes can be especially useful when one player is more familiar with a group than the other, but also define the key characteristics of the fictional group the players will create on Mars. There are four points of intersection on the faction map. These intersections are labelled with one of four colours. Steel, Midnight, Gold, and Scarlet. Each colour is the name of one of the four major factions within the 39 Dark movement. No single faction dominates 39 Dark. They all share the common goal of effecting serious change on the Martian political landscape, and yet they all have different ideas about how 39 Dark should go about achieving its overarching goal. Adjacent organisations on the faction map overlap with their neighbours. Diagonal organisations never intersect. Where the governor places the different organisations on the map will determine the personalities of many of the characters created in the game. It is important to remember that none of the modern political movements exist on the fictional Mars, only their fictional counterparts that are inspired by a combination of two such movements. As the game continues, the players will develop the precise personalities of the various fictional factions. The real-life political movements serve only as a basis for inspiration.
All right, stage two is factions. We've got to collaboratively choose four fringe political movements that currently exist or whose influence still is felt today. You may not choose groups thought of as mainstream by most people. Better choices would be fractured organisations, culturally oppressed but organised minority groups, militant resistance groups, protest groups, internet-based alliances, and anthropomorphics. Oh, forget that word. Coalitions in general. Right. (laughs) But I've always had a defined agenda or political point of view. So I've got to be honest, David, I had a quick look. I generally can't think of any fringe parties. I think, considering this is a role-playing game, Mm -hmm. uh, we can just engage a little bit of creativity and make up the factions. So considering we've got our two issues, haven't we? Yes. So from there, we can very easily just come up with what factions it would be that directly oppose that. Very good, actually. Well, um, hmm. I guess I'm thinking something healthcare, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Something, I don't think there's something such as the NHS help party or anything like that. But, you know, there's that sort of... um, it needs to be protected, but it's been constantly attacked by people. Mm. Yeah. I guess, guess like a healthcare union or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So we just have the, um, the healthcare union. That's one faction. I'll just write that down on these notes here. Okay, union. Um, high wealthy being prioritised. And if you're opposing that, you're socialist. New Martian commune? Yeah. Socialists. <laughs> And so what would they stand for? What kind of socialists, what would you say is like their big sort of deal, I guess? Um, well, I'd say they're certainly, uh, they're more about um, a kind of, not anarchistic, but a more kind of like self-governing, independent state, less reliant on big business, conglomerates, mercantilism, things like that. Okay. Socialist utopia. <laughs> Third one, so we've got apologies... A little bit from going off from our last game, um, I sort of we have a group that's sort of based on Extinction Rebellion type. Because yeah. I, yeah. I mean, remember last year they're all in the news and stuff. Uh, yeah, go for it. So about climate change. Yeah. Uh, final group, David. So we've got environmentalists. We've got ideology. We've got healthcare. Hmm. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Only just based off what I've kind of read ahead in the stuff that you sent me Mm -hmm. so we know that there is a faction aligned with the kind of government who are Mm -hmm. like a paramilitary force the peacekeepers yeah 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 quotation marks yeah i realize we're recording and not actually recording recording yes peacekeepers Peacekeepers, yeah there's something that opposes that in that case then uh, like sort of black lives matter movement or or defund the police perhaps yeah Sort of maybe more of a general sort of defund the police because there's that again. I don't know how much you've sort of read into it because there's now this whole group in the US called Blue Lives Matter, which is about the police. It's their response to Black Lives Matter, but obviously it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But maybe a defund the police type group, yeah, would be quite a good one actually. Yeah. yeah, cool. So we've got our sort of four fringe groups ish there. So we've got like a healthcare union group, which is sort of basically say the NHS. We've got New Martian Communist, so the so, like w- social work, socialist workers party s, yeah. Extinction Rebellion, all about sort of climate change, etc., and defund the police. 
Now, you have to choose where each of those sort of groups go in this sort of the faction work group here. And on the faction group, we write their names, a little bit about their agendas. So like when you think of their name, what you define them as, and then each one where it sort of intersects, because it's like a circle and each circle, each each corner of the circle. Circles don't have corners, David. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I mean, thank God I was panicking. So each circles don't have sides they have one side god damn it like basically where they intersect there you go section imagine it's a cross in the middle of a circle friends and where it sort of crosses there's the name sort of steel from the top midnight it's at 90 degrees gold at 180 degrees and scarlet at 270 degrees yes look at that see the see the cogs whirring there david (laughs) so using those groups where would you want them to go because essentially, once we've put them in boxes, where they meet, so for example, a steel uh, at the top there, those two groups will sort of be on a sort of political axis, but across the circle, so where sort of gold and midnight are, they will be like opposites. Right. Okay. Um, let's, here's my idea. I think yeah. that the most opposing ideologies we've got in this whole thing are going to be the whole defund the police and the socialists. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to be on opposite ends. Okay. Yeah, so do you have any preference for where they go? Um, or, sorry, I appreciate it. I was pointing at two boxes there. We're rather going one, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> let's, put, um, let's put the socialists in one. Let's put defund the police in four. Remind me again, what do we say for agenda and methodology for the socialist group? So they, they're against the whole concept of like a 1% government working for the richest citizens and no one else and defund the police is essentially this sort of a redistribution of uh wealth but to other projects but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be equal distribution it's just taking one and going into others yeah so we've got going sort of clockwise from the top so in the sort of scarlet steel box we've got the socialist workers group distinction then we don't have anything in two yet and then midnight to gold on sort of the sort of free one, we've got defund the police, and then gold scarlet, we don't have anything in the opposites. So we've got healthcare union and extinction rebellion. Uh, it kind of doesn't matter where they go, actually, but I guess where, say, for example, we took the Socialist Workers' Party. Yeah. And if it was intersecting across the top, which would be more likely for them to, to go, do you think, extinction rebellion or? I uh, think healthcare. Yeah, I agree. Cool, and then put Extinction Rebellion in the bottom. Alright. Step 3. Assign factions to organisation sheet. The Governor chooses one character from each of the four major organisations listed on the organisation map. For each character, the Governor chooses a fictional faction from the faction map, i.e. a colour, and records it underneath the character's name. The character does not necessarily belong to any fringe group on Mars. In fact, most do not. Instead, when a personality is with a faction, that character becomes a target for the faction. The corresponding faction members consider the character a potential ally, and therefore worth pursuing, or a threat, therefore worth antagonising. The players do not need to decide on the precise detail about each character during preparation, and should feel free to define the character through play as the game unfolds. The four major organisations in 39 Dark are Colony Government, Peacekeepers, News Network Corporation, 
and United Workers of Mars, or UWM. The colony government consists of three major sub-organisations, each of which vies for political dominance. The mayor's office is the executive branch of the colony government. The colony council is the colony's legislative branch, responsible for passing local laws and ordinances. The Earth Coalition is a multi-member group of Earth nations that sponsored the construction of Mars Colony. These nations all claim an interest in how the colony is run. In order to provide a conduit between the colony and the people of Earth, and in order to administer coalition directives, the Earth Colony sent a representative committee to Mars, which has the power to issue recommendations to the local colony government. The Peacekeepers are a paramilitary police force organised by the colony's first deputy mayor. The Peacekeepers are still an arm of the colony's executive branch, but have recently claimed greater independence under its chief commander. Projectile weapons of any sort are banned on Mars in order to promote safety and integrity of the colony domes. Therefore, officers in the Peacekeepers carry stun batons. The batons have become a symbol of power and oppression to many citizens. News Network Corporation is the colony's only major news source. Whilst the network has many employees, there are a few key voices, including the network chief and the lead anchor. The network has long been scrutinised for regurgitating the government's version of major news events, while simultaneously sensationalising reports from everyday citizens. The United Workers of Mars Union exists in spite of itself and in spite of official opposition from the colony government. The government claims that unionisation is illegal and any work stoppage would greatly endanger Martian citizens who depend on the continual flow of basic supplies. Despite the government's crackdown on organised labour, the UWM continues to draw members. Infighting abounds within the union, but political pressure has nonetheless galvanised Martian workers. So next up, we've got organisations. So again, it goes to you, David. I will get the sheet out here. Okay. So we've got our organisations map here, which, as you sort of mentioned before, is sort of splits up into four different distinct organisations. You've got at the bottom here, Colonial Colony, which is a bit like what we did last time with the different branches and whatnot. You then have the Peacekeepers, which essentially are the paramilitary police force organised by the first mayor. You've got the, our favourite news Network Corp. I keep, I keep saying it wrong. News Network Corp. Also, it's fun to know Sydney's still here. Um, oh, great. And then you've got the United Workers of Mars at the top there. Right. So you need to choose one character from each of the four major organisations on the list, and then you need to choose a fictional faction from the previous faction worksheet and just record it underneath the character's name. They don't necessarily belong to any of the fringe groups on Mars. But when a personality is within a faction, they become a target for it, essentially. So they're, right. like, they're more likely to get their agenda ahead or be more likely to be lobbied, if you see what I mean. I get you. Why don't we start at the top? Let's start with the peacekeepers again. I don't know if you can... This is where... Yeah, I can, I can make that out. Can you do it? <laughs> no. So I can, I'll read it out to you. So you've got... But this is the problem, David, as we had last time. I can't pronounce names. So good luck, Fiona. So you've got, at the top, you've got Chief Commander Zaki Yao, Investigator Haiji, Media Liaison Fakure, and Deputy Chief Tandy. <laughs> I mean, Deputy Chief Tandy wins it. Excellent. What faction is Tandy going to be? Steel, Midnight, Gold, or Scarlet? So they're affiliated with 
in some way or another can be kind of antagonistic to, but are not actually a part of the faction, right? The correspondent faction members consider the character a potential ally to the movement and therefore worth pursuing or a threat and therefore worth antagonizing. So I guess, for example, if, say, you took Tandy and they were, we put them as steel, so at the top there, the socialist and the healthcare unions, they were like, oh, they see them as an ally, perhaps, mm-hmm. before their gender, whereas possibly Extinction Rebellion or the Defund the Police uh, type movement, so uh, Gold, essentially, would yeah. find that uh, a problem, perhaps. Gold seems like the most logical place to be an enemy for a peacekeeper. Oh, I see. It can be either or, yeah. rather than, oh, they are aligned with, say, gold, yeah. uh, and then steal it. I see. Okay. Yeah, let's put, so let's put Chief Tandy as gold, but I'll put it as... Antagonistic. Yeah, I'll put that on the sheet so we don't forget, so a threat. Yeah. Now, let's go to the next one, which is the United Workers of Mars. So I'll read it out for you. You've got Representative Niles Brunn. Trustee Sophie Thomas, organizer Aldo Prinz, council member Zhang Li, and then president Ishi Smith. I say we go for Representative Niles Brunn mm-hmm. Steel as an ally. Steel as an ally. That sounds good to me. All right, let's then go to our favorite news network corp. We've got uh, network chief uh, Serena Panin, uh, feed writer Sil G. Asp. Lead anchor, Theo Mayer, and then beat reporter, Sydney Fain. What do you uh, think? Let's go for Serena, network chief. All right, the network chief. Yeah. Um, so you've got Scarlet and Midnight left. So Scarlet is sort of the, this intersect between the socialists and the Extinction Rebellion lot. And then Midnight is between healthcare and defund the police. Yeah. I wonder if she could be a threat for Scarlet. So that's the socialist and the Extinction Rebellion. She's a threat for them because she, maybe she is in the 1%. And maybe she's fracking. Supporting everything. Okay, yeah. Not fracking, but yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah, let's go for that. All right, so that leaves Midnight Left and the Colony Government. So we've got Earth Coalition President Arnold Fletcher, Colony Mayor Laura Dyes, Representative Ella Verma, council member, it looks like Goatee Bar, it's not, it's like Garty Bar, uh, <laughs> and then council member Tanya Koch. Earth Coalition guy. Uh, Arnold Fletcher. Yeah. As Midnight. Do we want them to be an enemy or an ally of Midnight? I think we should go for ally because we just did two enemies. Yeah. All right, just so we've got it. So for peacekeepers, we've gone for Deputy Chief Tandy as a threat to the gold faction. United Workers of Mars, we've got Representative Niles Brunn, who is an ally of the Steel faction. News Network Corp, Network Chief Serena Painin, Scarlet as a threat. Finally, Colony Government. Nope, I'll get this right one day. Con- oh, Colony. Colony Government. Eh. <laughs> words uh we've gone for earth coalition president arnold fletcher and they are an ally to midnight okay great step four place tokens on the character worksheet the savior places nine tokens in the loyal circle on the character worksheet the other two circles treasonous and hope begin empty 
Together, these circles represent Lane Novak's reputation with the general populace of Mars Colony. In play, the savior will move tokens among the free reputation circles depending on Lane's methods and whether they succeed or fail in achieving the goals of 39 Dark. As tokens move from loyal to treasonous during the game, certain citizens will begin to suspect Lane of treason. As the savior continues to move tokens into the treasonous circle, citizens will demand that the colony government stop Lane. Next, we're going to go to the character worksheet. Normally, I'd put in the nine tokens uh, for this book because we're going to write on it. We'll do that last. So I've got nine tokens into loyal rather than hope and treason. Step five, assign Lane's faction. The savior chooses a faction for Lane Novak. Lane's faction does not dictate their actions, but instead represents their reputation they have for political change. Lane may be mildly sympathetic or fanatically loyal to their faction's point of view. The choice is left to the savior and may evolve over the course of the game. We need to choose a faction for Lane Novak. Well, yeah. They're your character. It is my character. So I've got to. So the faction doesn't dictate her actions, but instead represents the reputation she has for political change. I think I'm going to go for gold. So that's the sort of Extinction Rebellion and defund the police movements. Yeah. Because they feel like very topical issues just now. So it could be quite interesting to play out. Step six, create free followers for Lane. The savior creates a list of free followers that are close to Lane Novak. The first must be a relative, the second must be a lover, and the third must be a fanatic connected to 39 Dark. Each follower must be named and assigned one of the four factions. Each follower should be someone for whom Lane would find painful to lose. Therefore, the savior should elaborate on a few details concerning Lane's relationship with their followers. Saviour creates a list of three followers that are close to Lane Novak. The first must be a relative, the second must be a lover, and the third must be a fanatic connected to the 30 Dark movement. Each follower should be named and assigned one of the four factions. Each follower should be someone whom Lane would find it painful to lose, and therefore the saviour should elaborate on a few details concerning Lane's relationship with her followers. Right. <laughs> Let's go for relative first. I'm going to say the relative will be her twin sister, who we will call... Emma. Emma, yeah, I like Emma. She would have been the one to get Lane into uh, 30 Dark. Um, You mean 39 Dark? I'm thinking of the the sequel sequel. Sequel sequel. Sequel sequel. The 39 Dark, yeah. uh, She would have been the one to get Lane into 39 Dark. So I think she would also be uh, gold as well. I had the same things because she would have known how passionate her sister would have been about it as well. Cool. Yeah. Lover. Uh, let's go for. Hang on. Not to derail you, doesn't it have to be the other three factions? Uh, it says each follower must be named and assigned to one of the four factions. Oh, okay. Never mind that. No, good thing to check. So I assume we can double up even within the things itself, but we'll see. So I think lover wise. Looking at the stuff we have here, would it be really bad if the lover was someone to do with business? <laughs> like a business person. Let's go for the lover is a newly qualified sort of medical professional. Let's say the Mars equivalent of a junior doctor. And he, 
he's wanting to start up his own private medcare sort of business. So I think we'll call him, <laughs> we'll call him Andrew Patterson. Okay. Andrew Patterson, junior type doctor. I'm sure there'll be other levels who wants to start up his own medical company. And as a result, I think he would be in steel. Yeah, an ally of steel. Okay. And finally? Fanatic. Because it says it's going to be someone that's painful to lose. But a fanatic to me, that sort of wording really sort of grains on me. So maybe a frenemy <laughs> within 39. Um, well, steel would be the opposite. It is. But I've made that a love. <laughs> Um, maybe then yeah maybe then we could it could also be steel yeah if you want yeah it makes sense because they are supposed to be sort of opposites or what you could do is mm -hmm. have andrew patterson as midnight because then he's also in healthcare but they've also got the similarity of defunding you know what you're right because then the defunding goes into other projects he's not about the one percent per exactly. se yeah. you, you want that makes sense all right let's move that to midnight then so the, the fanatic will be in steel yes. as, a, as a sort of frenemy. I would say maybe even because obviously Lane has been elected to be the leader or is this current leader of 39. Maybe it would be like someone that also was nominated but didn't get it. <laughs> the runner up. Mm, who might not necessarily have become, it's not vice president, but you know, that sort of uh, second in command. Mm. We'll call them. What's a really bad name, David? Or someone that you just don't like because you're like, oh, bloody Julia. <laughs> like, I don't know. Steve. Steve. Fuck Steve. Steve. Steve Pleats. Steve Pleats. <laughs> Mr. Steve Pleats. I like it. Frenemy Steve Pleats who didn't get the nomination or didn't get elected to 39 Dark and is a steal. Perfect. Step seven, create the first agenda for 39 Dark. Together, the players will create the first agenda that 39 Dark will pursue. Over the course of the game, 39 Dark may adopt a total of five such agendas. Only after Lane and 39 Dark have made significant progress towards achieving their first agenda will the players create a second one. Each time they are required to create a new agenda, the player should begin by jointly selecting one of the following categories. Personal expression, information sharing, elections, representation, transparency, privacy, travel, wages, healthcare, education, immigration, work assignment, rationing, policing, sanitation, corporate rights, equality, technology access, worship, outer dome settlements, criminal justice, and housing allocation. Each category is vague and does not by itself comprise an agenda. To complete this process, the players should discuss specific problems in Mars Colony that relate to the category they have chosen. From there, the players must define the agenda as a specific call to action. Once decided, the players should record the finalised agenda on the character worksheets under the matching heading. Only when the agenda has been defined as a call to action are the players ready to begin. We together need to create the first agenda that 39 Dark will pursue. So we've got the following. We've got personal expression, information sharing, elections, representation, transparency, privacy, travel, wages, healthcare, education, 
immigration, work assignment, rationing, policing, sanitation, corporate rights, equality, technology access, worship, outer dome settlements, criminal justice, housing allocation. But to complete this process, we must discuss specific problems that relate to the category. And then from there, we must define the agenda as a specific call to action, which will be on the character worksheet. So do any of these sort of jump out to you at all, David? I think we could probably do a lot of transparency. It's kind of hinted at what we talked about earlier. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. So what kind of problems would transparency be? So obviously we've talked about one of the things that certainly angers me and probably does anger you, like when there's been an accident or there's been a complete fuck up and then nobody takes responsibility for it. And then it's not clear whose role it was. What could a call up to action be to solve this problem? Okay, let's say then in the colony, there is a, well, not, not relatively new, actually. There's um, like a public transportation system that they, um, everyone was forever assured would be impervious to breaking down or crashing due to a certain method mm-hmm. or a certain way. So like, let's say, yeah, it, it's a tram that can't derail. Mm. And despite all the criticisms that all the government stands, this thing can't derail. It's going to be worth the money. Nothing bad will ever happen. And the thing derails. Mm. And they are categorically denying any implication that they said otherwise. What's it, what's it called in the UK? Because is that something similar that's gone over the budget? The high... I oh, I can't remember what it's called now. I'll look it up at some point. But yeah, that I think maybe that's like one of many incidents. Like, mm. it's not necessarily... Uh, I guess because they're, they're completing it. I would say, and this would be my contribution to it, is that it's not complete, but a mm. lot of money has gone into it and now it's overrun and stuff. And then during one of the tests, it derailed and now set the project back by several months. And there's no one spokesperson for it. Uh, there's no one leader on it because it's been changed several times. And it's from previous government factions or whatever. HS2? I actually don't know. High Speeds 2. I don't think it was called that, I've got to be honest. But anyway, it's that, essentially. So we're going to settle on transparency about transport. So in the example, they talk about they've settled on something called water rationing and they choose the specific call to action is water rationing should be based on need, not the ability to pay. And that final sentence is then on the complete agenda. So what we're talking about transparency in this train, tram, transport. So maybe what would be the line, what would be the call to action? Hmm. I'd say the government is consistently lying about the amount of time it's going to take and the cost. So every so often there's, well, not like a new tax as such, but, you know, like the amount that the people have to pay is being increased, but the promised date for when this thing is going to be ready, it just keeps, they keep just going past it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I guess call to action would be... They've just upped the tax on this construction tax and... It's the third time they've gone past the due date. So they've gone, yeah, third time. So it's so. So our thing would be to say to the government, there can be no more delays Hmm. to to this project. Full transparency on all government projects. I guess full trans, yeah, uh, full transparency on the hyperspace two tram. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Full transparency on deadline uh, project deadline oh just progress 
there we go, progress on hyperspace to uh, transport project. Perfect. Great. That, I believe, is everything we need to play. To begin play, the savior narrates an opening vignette that introduces Lane Novak. The opening vignette is a brief scene, and the savior should, therefore, establish who is present, where they are, and what is happening. Over the course of this brief scene, the savior establishes Lane's background, qualifications, and the relationship with the government and the 39 Dark Movement. So, you need to tell us a bit about who you are. Hmm, yes, sort of an opening vignette. Vignette? Vignette. Vignette. Oh God, this is... I'm just gonna have you. I'm just gonna have to have you dub over every single word I say. Every other word, David. That'd be great. I'll just have to do a deeper voice. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Mars Colony is such a busy, vibrant place. It's been some time since the events of Mars Colony, maybe a couple of years or so, but the place is full of people, full of expats from. Earth and Mars. So the streets are bustling, public transport is full, and the camera sort of montages between different sort of people getting up, getting ready for their jobs, and it, it sort of ends up in a carriage. And we sort of come into a seat in between some other people, obviously on their way to work, and you just see Lane Novak, a woman maybe about 35 years old, 40 years old, tired because it's early in the morning, her hair sort of done back plaited, professional looking, uh, nice crisp suit. She looks very smart. And whilst everyone else has got sort of like sci-fi newspapers <laughs> or tablets or anything like that, Lane just is sitting back and just listening to music and is just listening and just the sounds and the noise of the public transport disappears. And it's just her and uh, classical music. She has a big fondness for the old sort of earth musicians even though she is Martian-born herself. She loves the, the sort of music of Mozart, loves the music of Haydn, and will listen to them, and that sort of gets her, sort of into, the, gets her into the zone for the day. And then when she goes to, to work and goes to the stuff, again, that montage stuff, the music still stays there, but you can see her so she sort of cuts to various, you know, she's in meetings, she's like discussing plans, meeting people, meeting potential would-be sponsors or clients for 39 Dark. When people meet her, that sort of confidence and that sort of relaxed attitude she has, she treats everyone as equal. And that sort of, not even charisma, but that sort of sort of like friendliness makes you instantly sort of warm her in her company. But it's, and I hate to say the word an act, but she's very good at turning it on when the moment is needed, but as soon as the door is shut or as she sort of turns her back and gives it a few seconds, it's sort of dropped because it is tiring work. She's had to sort of put this on at Maybe short notice, maybe not, depending on how we sort of discuss this, but the idea of constantly being in the limelight, certainly for this sort of new organisation and constantly promoting its views, it is, it's hard and scary, but she is doing a decent job of it. And then it cuts to, you know, gets busier and busier and busier, and then it probably ends up on the sort of, uh, the carriage back and again, headphones in. And that's what her day is, day in and day out is, that's her quiet time, essentially. Okay. After the opening vignette, the game follows a cycle of scenes. The players will take turns setting a scene, 
describing what happens to Lane and the other characters in the scene, resolving any conflicts that arise, and noting any progress made by 39 Dark towards its mission of change. At the start of normal play, the governor goes first. They choose a scene type, and then describe who is present, where they are, and what is happening when a scene opens. When the governor's scene is done, the saviour continues. The saviour chooses a scene type, and frames a scene. When that scene is over, the governor goes again. Play proceeds like this until the players have completed nine progress scenes, or until Lane Novak is arrested by the colony government for treason. There are three types of scenes in 39 Dark. Personal scenes, progress scenes, and opposition scenes. Personal scenes can be introduced by either the saviour or the governor. These scenes focus on Lane Novak's private life and personal struggles. These are a chance to explore the effects of leading 39 Dark on Lane. Quiet interludes, moments of personal weakness, and the pursuit of personal obligations will all make for successful personal scenes. Progress scenes can only be introduced by the saviour. In these scenes, Lane implements a plan to advance a 39 Dark agenda and force the government to alter its policies. The rules for a progress scene are more formal than that of a personal or opposition scene, but also ensure that the game drives forward. Opposition scenes can only be introduced by the governor. These scenes must involve colony politics or a threat to 39 Dark, its members, or the general colony population. An opposition scene is the governor's chance to tighten the screws of colony government and to antagonize Lane Novak. However, the saviour is free to follow any line of action they see fit, and in any order they see fit. If the scene type is personal or opposition, the players must collaborate to describe how the scene unfolds. Generally, the saviour narrates for Lane Novak, and the governor narrates for all the other characters. If a conflict arises in the fiction, players should reach an agreement on how the conflict is resolved. If the scene has served its purpose in the story, the players should end the scene. If the scene type is progress, the players will follow a more formal process, which we'll come back to later in the one-shot. The players will continue to take turns framing scenes until they complete nine progress scenes, or until there are five tokens in the treasonous circle. If there are ever five tokens in the treasonous circle, Lane Novak is branded a traitor to Mars Colony. The Martian people capture or kill them, and the game ends prematurely. Whether the game ends after nine progress scenes or with Lane's capture, Lane must accomplish as much as they can whilst leading the movement. The further that Lane is able to advance the agendas of 39 Dark, the greater the freedom the people of Mars will enjoy now and in the future. On this particular day, Lane is on the train, listening to her music, and she finds that she can't really relax as such. She's listening, she has her eyes closed, she's really trying to focus because she knows that as soon as she gets off this train, she will be meeting up with her twin sister. She'll meet up with Emma, and the two of them are going to go over, as we've just discussed the issues, the latest delay on this new hyperspace tube train. So when the train that she's on finally comes to a halt, the station opens up onto a part where there's a bit of rubble that's still being cleared away where one of the test trains derailed and Emma is already stood there 
just looking at the rubble. I sort of grit my teeth, knowing that she's always on time. Fuck's sake. Okay. Um, and I sort of go up to tap her on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, sorry about that. Delays. It's okay. You don't have to tell me. I, I saw this and I point to the rubble. I saw the, the headlines this morning. We've all been talking and we think this has to be the final straw. We're going to, we're going to release a statement and make some, make the government know how unhappy we are with this. And we need, well, the reason I wanted your help, I know you're busy, I know you're trying to help Andrew, but we need your help with the statement. What it is we're going to say. Of course, of course, you know, um, it's important we get this right. Um, I mean, when when are you plan when are you planning to release it? About that, and as she says that, um, one of the car a car kind of spins around the corner and comes to a halt. This van with side doors opening, you see a couple of the members from um, Thirty Nine Dark, who you're sort of vaguely familiar with, but they're more, uh, you know, they seem very not militant. But more a bit more like zealous today in that they go, come on, we need to go. Emma, what what is with, going on? Emma just looks at you as with we're going to take care of this now. I the Okay. But you know, we need to do this in the right way. It you know, it's it's, it's our main thing, right? We we can't can't screw this up. What have you what have you already done? So we've managed to get access to one of the uh, news network's stations. We have a, a friend of ours who works on the inside, managed to get us in. Don't worry, no one's harmed or anything. We're just going to go in and play the prepared statement. Do they know we're coming? Not just your inside friend, but the, have, have we actually got an appointment? Like, I don't want to do, you know, Jeremy Paxman was a bit cruel to us last time. So that's why we decided to forego the official channels this time. Oh, Emma, really? Look, we've been doing this for so long and nothing's changed. No one, we're not going to do anything. The, the place is empty. It's being cleaned, refurbed, but the equipment's just there. It's not being used. We're just going to go in play our statement. We're not even going to be there when they come to shut it down. It's a recorded statement. We're just going to do the, do the recording, you'll give us the words, and then we'll go. Uh, I, I don't like this. You know I don't like this. This is, this is... I wish you'd run this by me beforehand. This is... Plain, if I'd run it by you beforehand, you probably would have said no. No, that's just, I mean, I just feel that this could lead badly. Like, I don't, look, okay, look, we can, we can run the statement, but we do it in one take. Like, we just get, we just go in, do it, get out. That's, all we're, ask, that's all we're asking. Okay. All right. All right. When are we doing this? Sorry. Let's just get in the van then. 
Great. I well, I hope you've got makeup because I I was overslept this morning. Uh, oh, we're we're just going to do voices. Oh, oh, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to put a camera in front of your face. Oh, why? What? What's wrong? With no, okay, it's fine. No, okay, good, good, okay, great. And with Super. that, <laughs> you get in this van uh, as you are driving to one of the uh, quieter parts of the colony. Mm. It's a fairly like unassuming vehicle, and you would know that the M thirty nine Dark have been starting to use these more and more because of the uh, a lot more of the kind of independent powers that the uh, I can't remember the peacekeepers have been getting. So yeah. they're trying they're trying to remain unassuming. You end up going to a more sort of relaxed, less populated part of the colony and you pull up to a recording studio just a standard new studio that's um you know has been closed refurbished it's been closed for maybe like a month or so now and you are led inside your sister leads you to the side door and knocks on it uh, a couple of seconds later a sort of man in his 60s uh, opens the door in a sort of janitor's uniform and you are all shown through to this recording studio you and emma are taken to a small room that's mm. really not very at all but there's a big microphone just in front and emma is sits on the other side she goes i'm afraid we didn't really have a lot of time to prepare so i'm going to have to just rely on you to improvise this I, oh, I wish you'd said this in the journey towards this, so I could have had at least written it down. Okay, fine. Um, well, how long? How long do you need? Is it just? Is it just reels? Is it just a fifteen-minute speech? You know, is it, what, what is? Oh, it I'm not going to ask you to do a fifteen-minute speech. Uh, no, it's 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 just a quick statement. Okay, great. Okay, right, fine, fine. I can okay. do this. Okay, um, but just remember. There's a reason they chose you to lead this whole thing. Yeah. You're good with people. The people here respect you. They want to hear what you have to say. I sort of lean in at this point. I say, Emma, I'm not very good with words at the best of times. That's why I was asking if it was a face thing or not. I can definitely smile and, and say good things, but actually speaking and saying the words... I, I mean, I used to do copy editing and stuff when I was younger, but this, this, this is... I'll be, it'll be fine, I just... I don't want to screw this up for, for, for us. You're not going to. Lane, and she kind of leans forward at this point, you're not supposed to just smile at people. That's not why you were chosen to be the leader of this. Oh, you get mentions quite a lot, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's because the government likes it when people just smile. Hmm. Yeah. We're trying to make something better. We're all going to have to push ourselves a bit. But I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be stood here the entire time. Okay. 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 Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. All right. Just give me you a ready? moment. Yes. <laughs> um, with that, she kind of just waves at her. It's uh, one of those, like... 
It just looks like a mirror from your perspective. Ooh. But you know on the other end there's one of the members of 39 Dark is at the console getting ready to record. And suddenly, um, just on the ceiling with you, a red light goes on. The soundboard, the, the things yeah. go up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cinematic, you're like, oh, fuck. Progress scenes move the game's storyline forward and provide the saviour with an opportunity to implement Lane Novak's plan for 39 Dark. During a progress scene, the saviour will try to generate as many change points as possible in one of the agendas. Change points measure Lane's progress as leader of 39 Dark. If the saviour can generate 40 or more total change points in one agenda, then Lane has made significant progress towards ensuring greater freedom in that area of political influence. If the saviour can generate 80 or more change points in an agenda, then Lane has succeeded in accomplishing the specific call to action that defines the agenda. At the start of a progress scene, the saviour must frame the scene by describing who is present, where they are, and what is happening. Next, the saviour will declare which of the agendas on the character worksheet Lane will be trying to improve. They will also describe Lane's plan and goal. The plan is the basic outline of how Lane will attempt to advance at least one specific area associated with the agenda. The goal is what Lane hopes to achieve in the short term, even as they keep in mind the broader call to action as the overarching goal for the agenda. Note that the goal and plan are what Lane hopes will happen, and not necessarily what will happen. Next, the saviour chooses a starting action level for the scene, which determines both the number of dice rolled and the type of protest engaged in by Lane and 39 Dark. There are three action levels which can be chosen. Civil protest, which is 2d6, civil disobedience, which is 4d6, and violent uprising, which is 6d6. Civil protest includes actions such as marching, picketing, online campaigning, and other forms of contained demonstration. Civil disobedience includes non-violent actions like sit-ins or general law-breaking, or even large-scale demonstrations that disrupt colony functions. And violent uprising includes armed resistance, terrorism, demolition of iconic colony structures, and any other form of action with a collateral goal of destroying significant property or harming others. Depending on the action level selected at the beginning of the scene, the saviour rolls 2, 4 or 6 d6. Each roll represents an attempt by Lane and the members of 39 Dark to implement Lane's plan. The saviour adds up all the dice, the total of which is the number of change points generated by Lane. After rolling, the saviour can choose to risk another roll for additional change points or quit and keep the current total. The saviour may roll as many times as they like. There is a catch though. On any roll, including the first roll, if one or more dice shows a 1, then the entire plan is a potential failure. If the saviour accepts the failure, they earn no change points for the scene. Any change points previously rolled in the scene are lost, and the scene ends. Progress scene 1. Starting. Selecting agenda. Transparency. Current point total, zero. Current token status, loyal, nine tokens. Treasonous, zero tokens. Hope, zero tokens. All right, cool. That sounds that sounds like we've moved into a progress scene, which I'm happy to do. Um, yeah. Right, first things first, let's get rid of number nine on the sheets. Okay, so I need to give you a plan and a goal, David. <laughs> yeah. 
So the goal currently, from what I understand, is that I need to give a statement for the sort of runs and stuff. The plan is to do that. (laughs) But I think what I would do is take that moment and try and do it all in one take as possible, but refer to what I've read in the news. I'd hope that Lane would have read different news stories, not just from, I don't know, the daily the daily Mars star, I, obviously more than uh, than that, but having the evidence and then said time and time again, this has been happening and we have had enough. We want answers. I'd say probably at the end you know, of it, I would sort of lay down a possible deadline. So we want to know the truth. We want to know those responsible named and shamed, essentially. And it's important we do this and write your local representative not martian mp uh representative you know it's it is important this you know this is supposed to be our livelihoods this is supposed to be our you know it's supposed to be revolutionized mars colony and it's actually we are being laughed at by other colonies as a result i would say and then i would probably sign it off with my name is lane novak and i approve of this message <laughs> right okay perfect so I've defined the plan and goals then, but I need to declare a starting action, a starting level. Yeah. So we've got civil protest, civil mm. disobedience, and violent uprising. <laughs> well, she's giving a statement. What do you think that would be? Well, I was thinking it was civil disobedience because I thought we were going to <laughs> I thought we were going to hijack like a show. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's probably not good. But actually a civil protest. So civil processes, it sort of defines this actions such as marching, picketing, online yeah. campaigning, other forms of contained demonstration. I think it is a it's, contained demonstration. It's a of some contained sort. demonstration. So I think I'm happy to pick civil protest for now. Great. So that's Good. two dice. Who knows where it's going to go? But yeah. <laughs> Violent uprising straight away, probably. Cool. All right. So now I'm going to start rolling dice. So I need to at least get 40 points. 40 change points make significant progress in an yeah. agenda, and then we can make a new one. And then 80 points to yeah. complete it, which is terrifying. That is terrifying. <laughs> and you can't roll a one. Can't roll a one, because then we'll have to do things. All right, let's, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and because of the magic of technology. I can see what you're rolling. I can't lie to you. Yeah. Did you feel this nervous when we did this game? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't look at the last roll. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, so that's a 10 to start with. Great. So. I'll record all the stuff you just worry about rolling. After each roll, the players should narrate Lane's progress. The saviour should establish what Lane and 39 Dark have accomplished and what remains to be done, and the governor should establish what the government and its allies are doing to oppose 39 Dark. If the saviour quits before rolling a 1 they can't ignore, Lane's plan is a success. Any other result is a failure. When Lane succeeds, they succeed in advancing their chosen agenda. The saviour adds all the change points generated to the appropriate agenda on the character worksheet. Uh, so I get to say sort of the result as to each one we go, because obviously I want to keep going and stuff. So yeah. how does uh, this begin? I think actually it is being recorded kind of like the voice is being recorded but there's actually pictures of lane talking Mm. and that's being superimposed else elsewhere so there's images of like the train there's almost like a a ken burns effect so you get the train come up and then it shoots through and stuff like that and it goes the hyperspeed 
2 project has been going on for many, many cycles now. It has run over budget three or four times and numerous excuses have been laid out to Mars Colony. And we have had enough. We have seen evidence of this project being dangerous and mismanaged by incompetent leaders, people who are invested in their own agendas and their own greed over the safety of others. And again, more pictures of like people queuing for the tram and then it being derailed and all that. But not like sort of like cartoonish, but it's sort of like it is done in a cool Oscar winning worthy way, David. You understand mm. this, right? Oh, I'm this is my vision. I'm, I'm there, I'm there. But then I guess it gets, like I said, it gets intercooked with either still pictures or images of Lane reading it, almost like a, the narrator coming in, like chatting away, but she's unaware of it. So it seems a bit more natural rather than yeah. being frozen up. So I say that. That's sort of that first part. Right. Sounds good. Great. Right. <laughs> I'm going to roll, keep rolling. Yeah. I'm going to use different dice because I don't trust them. <laughs> oh, God. That's a one and a five. Okay, so it's a one. Mm-hmm. Right. When the action level is elevated above civil protests, the saviour may ignore a certain number of ones. At action level two, so civil disobedience, the saviour may ignore a single one. At action level three, so violent uprising, the saviour may ignore a total of two ones. Each time the saviour ignores a one, they must move a token from loyal to treasonous. These represent the citizens' disapproval of 39 Dark's intrusive, illegal or violent tactics. The only way to avoid moving tokens into treasonous is to make a sacrifice. The saviour may also escalate the action level in the middle of a progress scene to ignore ones they just rolled. To do so, the saviour narrates how the protest escalates to a higher level. If the saviour cannot ignore all the ones on the current roll, the entire series of rolls is a failure. Note that the saviour may never de-escalate an action level. The saviour continues rolls many times as she likes. There is a catch though on any roll, including the first roll. If one or more dice show a one, the entire plan is a potential failure. So, something goes wrong. Mm. One of the more kind of a bit more um, excitable members of Thirty Nine Dark uh, doesn't uh, doesn't record it, but begins to actually um, play it live. Oh no! The thing goes out on many screens throughout the um, throughout the colony, and very quickly, the peacekeepers are able to figure out where you are. Oh no! <laughs> Emma is quickly has a sort of um put on to kind of like a earpiece she has and has a kind of worried look and she gives indication of pause the recording um we they're on their way here now we can either abandon this or, or we can it's it has to be your decision this is why we elected you the, the paper that suddenly has the speech on rustling uh, and, and shaking a little bit. She goes, try and buy me some time. And I want to upgrade the action level to civil disobedience <laughs> to okay. ignore that first one. Uh, Emma walks out of the room and as she's kind of walking out, you can hear her talking on her earpiece as she is uh, rallying some support to come and buy you what time she can peacefully buy you time. But just to, just like bodies to put in the way. That's all I asked her to do. 
this. This okay. can't go wrong. I have to do something. I don't, no, I just upgrade oh, the channel. Um, I don't have to move any tokens or anything, do I? Uh, the savior may escalate the action level in the middle of a progress scene to ignore yep. a one that you just rolled. To do so, the savior narrates how the progress escalates to a higher level. Yep, you know, which we've done. You rolls two ones. You must escalate to violent uprising to ignore both ones. So, but then it goes on to each time I, I ignore a one, which I have done technically, I must move a token from loyal to treasonous. Yes. You ask Emma to buy you some time and she rushes out, summoning some more people just to essentially... Uh, Turn this into somewhat of a city. Yes, that, that's they're, exactly what I want. Yeah, they're going to buy you some time by not doing anything. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> One of the members of 39 Dark pops ahead and it just kind of gives you a thumbs up and you see the red light goes on again. I'll continue with the speech and I'll be like, I don't have much time, <laughs> but here are the facts. And I will go through and name people we believe that have been benefiting the delays and certainly the financial um, overspend. Yeah. Um, no one I want to bring out currently on the organization map, but just uh, generally just say these sort of names and I'd again expect in the commercial their pictures will come up. Pictures of them, like secret photos that have been taken of them, of them laughing and be like, eh, oh, eating lots of food, oh, driving by in their cool Face hover cars, etc. Caviar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And okay. going to try and roll again. Yeah. A final time, because I, I know I need points. And so points. if I'm not mistaken, we keep what you've just rolled as well. So you are on. I believe 16. so. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God. Eighties. Okay. Now, 80. now you roll four. I now roll four. Okay. So it's going to be a lot easier to rack up the points, but it's also a lot more dangerous. Oh, God, please don't roll any ones. Because I can only ignore one more one. Oh, my God, that's really good. Okay, sorry. Uh, that's 10, 16, 18. Okay. Uh, 16, 18, yeah. Shit. Oh, why don't I just go straight for civil disobedience? There's something about the sort of change in your tone when the recording comes back and you begin with, I haven't got much time. Emma, in a sort of masterstroke, and she always is quite good at this, has managed to get some of the, um, the 39 dark protesters to record the peacekeepers trying to almost force their way in to stop this just a recording. And a lot of the public opinion around the colony begins to kind of go a lot in your favor. Um, so, your speech has been incredibly well received, there's footage of the protesters trying to be manhandled when they're just sitting there or standing there not doing anything. You are on 34. The saviour narrates the conclusion of the scene and the ultimate outcome of the plan. If Lane has made significant progress or completed an agenda, the saviour should include all its such appropriate details. The governor should feel free to contribute, but the saviour has the final say in how the scene concludes. If the saviour rolls a one they can't ignore, disaster. Lane's plan is a complete failure. Unless the saviour chooses to feed the people hope, they lose all change points generated for the scene. The saviour narrates Lane's failure and the way in which 39 Dark fell short of its objectives, and they must tailor this narration to the appropriate action level used in the scene. The saviour may also suggest ways in which the colony government and the people react to Lane's failure. 
However, the governor defines how the government tightens its grip on the citizens as a result of the failure. What was I to do? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it. I can already see Emma being taken away if I, if I sacrifice her anymore. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to finish, wrap up the speech. Okay. And, and, then, and then just like kind of, I think I'll say the names and then I'll be like, just end it by going, these are the people needing to be brought to justice. And then I won't, won't say more, but I panic and I say, my name is Lane Novak and I approve of this message. And then like cans off, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you all make it out of one of the back entries of the chance to let you in, has shown you to one of the lesser known ways out and Emma meets you a few minutes later. Here sort of reports that a few of the protesters were detained, but given the, uh, given the kind of uh, how it, appeared with the speech being what it was and the recording they can't be kept particularly long before they're released yeah fuck yeah uh, you don't know if you've quite done enough to address a change but people are now actually not standing up with the issue but they're more like yeah they haven't given us any information about this like there's murmurings mm. it's starting to get a little bit of traction you think oh are we are we trending on on space Twitter. You're almost trending. Oh, not even a Mars colony. At 40, I'll let you have trending. Oh, <laughs> fine, fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Progress scene one, ending. Final results. 34 change points for transparency agenda. Current token status. Loyal. 8 tokens. Treasonous, 1 token. Hope, 0 tokens. So I chose that to be a progress scene, so it's now over to you. So you can do an opposition scene or a personal scene. Hmm. I think... Yes, David? What would be interesting would oh be a personal scene. Mm-hmm. So, let's say it's... Uh, you and Emma have had to kind of lay low for the rest of the day. Um, you know that the uh, the peacekeepers are looking for you, especially now your uh, voice is everywhere and little sound bites are being played. Not like in a really nefarious way, but they want to ask you some questions. Just uh, constantly, I approve of this message out of every other loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone's already doctored it, so it's my name is Lane, Mo- Lane Novak, and I approve of this meme. <laughs> yes, I just like their own rap song. Yeah, Lane, 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 Lane. So it's quite late when you make it back to your flat, and you know normally you're you're very good with preserving energy and things like that, and normally all the lights would be just off. However, it's as you go into the main sort of living area, you can see one of the lamps by the sitting chair is on. And as you round the corner and go in, maybe not much of a surprise, you see Andrew is sat there. Uh, He looks tired and he's just staring at the door when you come in. God, you you gave me such a fright. Babe, what's what's up? What? 
What do you think you're doing? That was dangerous. Uh, it, it just sort of happened. Emma said I had to do it. Like, you know, it's important. You know, it's the face of the party. Like, Emma, I, you, she, you don't have to do everything she says. I, she kind of put me on the spot. I thought we were just meeting up just to discuss things. And then before I knew it, I was in one of the space Ubers off to... Um, I, I, it wasn't planned, but I, it, it seemed to do the job, so... I know, I know you're cross. I, I can see you being cross. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not cross. I'm just. I hear your voice on this recording, and then I see peacekeepers going in and trying to muscle their way into where I know you are, <laughs> and then I don't hear from you. Yeah. No. I, I, I wanted to say, but again, had to keep low. They're obviously looking for to me. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't turn up. They weren't here. They, they didn't turn up at your work again, did they? No. Okay, thank God. No, no. I don't think they're particularly interested in going to the hospitals anytime soon. Yeah. Look, um, I just, I just got a bit scared for you. Babe, uh, I'll go over to the iconic drinks cabinet that we, we all have in yeah. Mars Colony. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'll get out, get out, get out our favourite. We'll go, because I know you had whiskey. I'll go for, um, I'll go for gin and tonic. I'll, I'll get two. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give, I'll offer, well, I'll make two. Offer one to Andrew, see if he takes it. Which he does. Thank God. Okay, because I didn't want to drink two. Because um, <laughs> that's a waste. Kind of chuckles. Is he sat in just in a chair, or is it like a couch, or is it a, a horror uh, thing? He's, he's on the couch. Okay, this isn't uh, a, I sit in the single chair. <laughs> staring, staring at the door, waiting yeah. for me to come in. Yeah, because I didn't know where else I would sit, otherwise. Okay, yeah, I'll sit on the couch with him. And I sort of put my head on his shoulder, and I say, I'm... I... You know, I didn't expect any of this. I... You know, when we joined, it was just something me and Emma bonded over and stuff. And obviously, I didn't expect, I didn't expect anyone to listen to me when I stood up at the meeting. So I generally thought douchebag Steve would get the fucking job. But well, of course, they listen to you. Everyone listens when you speak. And today was an example of that. And for what it's worth, I am proud of you. Oh. I just, and we should. Give me a bit more informed. Could you do that, please? Of course. I, I just know that when you work in emergency, you know, you don't always have your phone. I don't... And like I said, I, I has kind of rushed... I don't want to worry you unnecessarily. And I, yes, it kind of escalated quite quickly. And you shouldn't have had to see that on the news without hearing it from me. And I, I'll, I'll definitely make sure I let you know in future, Andrew. I'm just, babe. It's okay. Honestly, um, I, I, I overreacted. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. No, 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 babe. And I'll sort of like shuffle away. No, big drink. No, it's not okay. And I mean, I worry about you. You know, you're on your feet. These horrific 12-hour shifts, you know, they've got you doing. And like, you, you're like... You, you're like you do so much like you have and i'll, I'll i do this thing because <laughs> I, I i'm like you are so smart like pointing to his head it's like all that knowledge in there like 
whoa it's like that's just you studying for years and now you you look after you have a duty of care and stuff for people and that is so amazing and the fact that you are not paid enough you are not doing you know and i'll go into this big speech about bah. i i don't understand how people can't see people like you you know i just it drives me nuts and i wish other people could see that and all i do i, I just and just speak people listen and half the stuff i think sometimes i say is garbage <laughs> and yet they still would listen i don't understand why because you always have something important to say and i could tell listening and i could tell this no one else could no one knows you as, as i do but that was you didn't have a second to prepare what you were talking about, but it was one of the most eloquent things you've ever said. And people respond to that, Lane. They always have. That's why you're doing this job, and that's why douchebag Steve wasn't going to get remotely close. God, what a douchebag. Oh, he's such a dick. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But I think, look, I don't, I don't know how long this will go on for, but... I promise you that we'll we'll get through it. I just want to do the right thing. I know. With that, the two of you have a gin, have another one. Ooh, <laughs> double part. Uh, <laughs> and as you're uh, as you're sort of contemplating whether or not to go for the third, he gives you the look of oh no no, <laughs> and oh, it fades to black. Yeah, demonstrate those. <laughs> Oh yeah, because yeah. we've got early shifts in the morning, <laughs> that's why. <Yeah. laughs> so, still my choice? Uh, it's, it's now my choice, so you've done, you went for a personal scene. Yes. Uh, I'm going to also take a personal scene. I'm going to set it... Because now there's this big flurry with this message, or the various different messages have been spliced together and stuff and been shown around everywhere. I am going to set this next scene. I'm going to put it in our headquarters for 39 Dark. And I'm going to organise a meeting with douchebag Steve. <laughs> Even though he's a bit of a douchebag, um, I see him as someone as... He's got a really shitty beard... But he's like he's he is passionate about things. He's not like a, an idiot or anything like that. He's super passionate about things. He just has no charisma whatsoever. As sort of the frenemy sort of thing, I want to align ourselves as sort of like we can try and rely on others because he is he's as passionate about these things as I am. So I think what I do is you know go in the morning, I take a very very strong coffee from whoever it is like our our, our sort of PAs, then I'll be like, oh, could you ask Steve to join me in the jupiter room at 10 and i go sit. the um <laughs> the assistant that gets you the coffee in response to you asking if you could get steve to join you asks you if very quickly you would like a slightly stronger coffee yes also if i um sorry remind me of your name oh uh adam 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 yes um look, well listen adam a stronger coffee Maybe come in halfway. I've got your, oh, we've got your number. I'm going to send, if I send you a message that says, come, uh, tell me there's an emergency, uh, just just say that line and I'll end the meeting and that'll be super helpful. And look, look, look panicked and urgent. Oh, um, yeah, something at the hospital with Andrew. 
gosh, you are you are a smart cookie. I like I like you, Adam. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh maybe get a coffee for Steve. Maybe come in with some pastries, but make sure it's full fat milk. Oh okay, okay. Good boy. Okay. <laughs> and with that he uh he, he walks on off and you uh make your way to your office. Yep. It is uh you would know that it is exactly a six minute and ten second walk <laughs> from Steve's office to yours. Excellent. Six minutes and twelve seconds later. I, I I'm definitely I'm definitely pretending to work. Yeah. <laughs> Emails up. Steve, without knocking, walks in. Make a note of that. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, just. Take a seat. Not looking up. He walks over and sits down. How can I help you, Miss Lane? <laughs> I don't laugh in his face. I I go, Steve. Steve. Well, I can call you Steve, right? I much prefer Mr. Plates. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Plates. I know it's, uh, well, I know things have been a bit awkward between us, and I thought I just wanted to meet and, and clear the air, if, if that's okay with you. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of um, the, the messages that were sent out yesterday on behalf of 39 Dark. Excellent. <laughs> he, he just <laughs> stares at you, but it's not like, it, it's not like how Andrew stared last night, that kind of look of Ooh. slight annoyance. It's just a blank vacant. God. Oh, I've worked with these people, David, in real life. It's <laughs> right. Um, well, I was hoping that you and I could collaborate on some more messages and more sort of uh, progress things for 39 Dark. Like, I know you, out of everyone, are you kind of represent what I like to think is the ordinary member of 39 Dark. And I feel you have a lot to bring to this. So I just wanted to get your ideas and sort of your, your general feelings on things. How, how, do, you think, how do you think 39 Dark is, uh, is planning out just now? You know, when you've got your friends, you've got your feelers? I think we are handling our issues okay. We could do more. Excellent. Yes. I, yes, Stephen, I agree. Um, care to elaborate on, on any? The transparency issue is an important one, and you would right to bring it up. Although I wish you'd asked me to help you with your speech. Oh yes, well that's a very good point. Um, I again just the way things plan out. You you understand in the political sphere, but I was hoping actually you could help me out in um in upcoming ones because obviously this is only the first step in a journey of many stones. And at the top, I, I see 39 Dark really tackling with Mars Colony's government on this issue. And I want you to help me with this. He just looks at you for a while. Okay. In my head, I'm like, fucking douchebag. <laughs> Fiona, the minute you said at least charismatic person, yeah, I everyone, all right. I know, I know. Great. Well, what's your schedule like, Steve? How, how is it for the next day or so? I feel like we should we should meet more often. Well, you are the one in charge. I suppose my schedule has to be as open as it can be for you. Fuck me. Okay, look, Steve, I... 
Uh, Mr. Pleats. Mr. Pleats. I'm so sorry. I will minimize my email <laughs> at this point. Mr. Pleats, I feel there's still some tension between us about this. And I, I'll point to the whole office, <laughs> which I guess is a little bit nicer than his office. Bit bigger, well. Bit, bit bigger. And like, yeah, you've, got a, you've got a view and a plant. I have a plant? He's got that, uh, that air conditioner that makes the noise. Oh, no. Oh, no wonder he hates me. Okay. Look, Mr. Pleats, I want us to work together, and I think you are a valuable asset to this organisation, but you're really, you're really going to have to work with me on this. I appreciate you didn't, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, you didn't get the position you wanted. And I know you have feelings towards that. And I know they are directed at me. They're not maybe directed at me. They are directed at me. And I can understand your frustration. And then I say, I say, I'm sorry you feel like that. But going forward, we are all going to have to work together on this. And we're going to have to collaborate and meet halfway on a lot of things. I would be very happy to include you in all the meetings you wish to be included, even go as my representative in them. I would be happy to be involved. I say we can work together. Great. Well, I, I'm glad you say that. So I think going forward, I want to make you the head. And this is where I pause slightly thinking, is this a good idea? No, it's too late. I've already said it. Um, I want you to be the project manager on this transparency issue. I want you to go do the research, get the evidence, kind of find out who the bigwigs are and who they are talking to. I, I, I know I named a few, but I know there are more. And more importantly, Mr. Pleats, I want you to lead the charge on this. I want you at some point, together we can write speeches and stuff, but at some point, you know, maybe I will do one and maybe you will do another. I want you to have as much visibility in this as possible. And then I go, big Nova smile, Novak smile, sorry. He just nods. He goes, I think that would be acceptable. Great. 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 How's the family? Oh, they're fine. They're uh, the youngest is teething. Oh, bless. They're such a cute that age. What, what's their name again? Big smile, fake interest. <laughs> oh, the youngest dog is Rufus. Oh, that's right. Rufus. I remember. Yes. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Hmm. Well, if there was nothing further you needed, Miss Novak. N nothing at all, Mr. Pleats. Thank you for your time. And um, you, if you need me, you know where I am. My <laughs> <laughs> daddy stands and walks out. King Rufus. <laughs> I'll just type that in the big documents just to have that, like, name, Rufus, Mr. Pleats, Rufus, dog. <laughs> if Adam comes back in, I'll be like, leave the pastries here! <laughs> I need all of them. Will Lane be able to change Mars Colony for the better and empower its citizens towards self-government? Or will their efforts ultimately lead to disillusionment and accusations of treason arrest, or even exile. Find out next time on What Am I Rolling?
The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were David T. Cox and Fiona Howard. This episode's RPG was 39 Dark, a two-player sci-fi political role-playing game about the political freedoms and standing up for what's right. Written by Tim C. Copan and published by TCK Roleplaying. You can buy 39 Dark and download the game resources on the TCK Roleplaying website. That's www.tckroleplaying.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You want to find out more about the podcast? Check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirolingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for the latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.